it definitely gives gives me a sandbox to be able to cre- be creative and to come up with new ways to solve problems, which is fun for me. Welcome to the Field Notes podcast. You just heard from David Webb, GIS solutions developer at Meshek and Associates. In this episode, we talk with David about how he prepares maps and forms for use in the field. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Field Notes podcast. My name is Demaya. My name is Josh. And today I am super excited to introduce our guest for today, David Webb. Welcome to the podcast, David. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, definitely. If you guys listened to our UC2022 recap episode, then you definitely heard David on there. And he gave a quick overview of how he was enjoying the conference. And Josh and I talked with him throughout the conference week. And we knew that he'd be a great guest to have on the podcast. So we're, again, very excited to talk with him today. So I guess to start out, David, could you kind of talk about who you are, what you do, and how you got into GIS? Yes. So um, what I do right now, I work for an engineering firm in that's based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm actually a part of the Oklahoma City branch, and I use GIS to help municipalities with data collection in the field, um, and that's pretty much converting anything that they have that's paper into a more digital uh, platform as well as seeing things spatially. Um, And I've been at this company for two years. I've been a part of GIS for about six years. I actually started, um, I'm a part of the Oklahoma Army National Guard and I was a part of a program called Counter Drug. And its main focus was to see the drug threat throughout the state of Oklahoma. Um, Well, in trying to find software to be able to assist me in that, I came across this little company y'all may have heard of called Esri. It's (laughs) a small uh, one, yeah. Yeah, just some, (laughs) some, you know, rinkety-dink mom-and-pop shop. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I read to uh, a guy um, that introduced me to Esri and the platform and how they were using it at our Oklahoma Highway Patrol. And um, he actually... I uh, had won a SOG award from Esri before. So he was very in tune to the Esri lifestyle. And I kind of took that and applied it to what I was trying to do there. And from there, I just started to build on and just say, okay, well, what apps do we have? Like what can connect to this? And and now um, I'm at a level where uh, I go from creating the field applications all the way through uh, doing a dashboard and a hub site for a city. So you mentioned a big part of your role is kind of converting paper to digital. What does that process look like? And I guess within those steps, how do you fit in field apps within that? Okay. So um, like I said, I work with a lot of engineers uh, and I don't know if you guys have worked with engineers. They're very uh, interesting people. <laughs> so, no, uh, engineers are great, uh, highly intelligent individuals, but within the city, or municipalities, at least within the state of Oklahoma, there are a lot of people that do inspections, um, and whether it's a fire hydrant inspection or stormwater inspection, they're doing it on paper. Um, And what we do at our company is we go in and we meet with the city, we identify their current workflow, we then present them with things that we have done in the past that uh, goes along with what they're trying to accomplish just to see where we can already, you know, fill in those gaps and to identify new gaps. And once we understand their workflow, 
we cater what we're doing or what we create for them to enhance on what they're already doing. So that way the learning curve is not too high. And um, we're able to do that through using applications like field, ma or field maps, excuse me, field maps, because it's a very easy application for people to learn. Um, it's map centric for those of you all that might be listening that aren't really that familiar with it, but uh, it's map centric. So you start off with the map, understanding spatially what you're gonna go see or inspect. Uh, and it does a very good job of leading the person to whatever element they're going to go inspect. Let's just say that it's fire hydrants. All the fire hydrants pop up on the map and it's like, okay, I'm going to this area. I click on it and it allows you to use um, your local map application, whether it's Apple Maps or Google Maps. That's something that uh, the clients really enjoy uh, using, but leads you there. And then uh, you can start your smart form to either update attributes on whatever you're um, whatever you're inspecting, or you can conduct an inspection. Um, so that's that's kind of what we do here or what I do for my company. There's many different branches of Nichek and Associates, um, but as far as the GIS portion of it, that's really kind of what I do is I identify workflows and I help them through using these applications with Esri to get them from paper where they have to, if you, if you need to answer a question, uh, you know, how many times have we had to, uh, you know, change out this pipeline or how many times have we had to, or, or have we done all the inspections this year on whatever element it might be? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you have to flip through all those pieces of paper yep. and, and it's it's a mess. You end up getting a paper cut and some more <laughs> stuff. No. But uh, no, I mean, and, and that's something that I tell my clients just to kind of make them laugh. But the, the facts of the matter are is that paper really, um, gets in the way a lot of times of answering questions really rapidly and very quickly. So whenever you have the tools like field maps to be able to do data collection very fast and then update a dashboard, instead of them having to call someone up to run a bunch of analysis or to look through a copious amount of paperwork, they can see it on the dashboard and it's very easy. But that all starts from data collection in the field and doing that appropriately. Definitely. I feel like something too, like I always think about is those of us who were not blessed with good handwriting, such as myself, yes, like I, exactly. I yes. get roasted regularly by my friends for my handwriting. <laughs> so I can only imagine if I was filling out like important information and then submitting it yeah. and, you know, like uh, would not be a good right. situation. <laughs> yeah. right. I think things like that are really important to think, to think about because I remember at UC, we often get people come up to us and asking, my boss, you know, really is not with this whole technology thing. How do I convince them to move from paper to digital? And I think like things like handwriting and making sure data accuracy is there, it's like a really important mm -hmm. consideration. So there are things you have to think about, especially when you're trying to convince people to like, hey, this is kind of a better way of, of doing things and filling out forms and stuff That's like that. That's probably my number one largest challenge is not the mm. technology itself but it's to convey to someone that might not be you know um in that type of workspace already um and, and it really doesn't have to deal with age honestly you would think this like oh i'm just meeting with a bunch of old people and they just don't know <laughs> but that's not the case there's 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 just some people that just truly are um you know, stuck in, uh, well, whenever I use paper, I know it's going to work every time. I'm like, yes, until, you know, you have a small fire until, uh, like we were doing waste tickets uh, one time um, for a client and 
one of the problems that they identified and whenever they were doing it before is that literally pieces of paper would get lost so Mm -hmm. um like you were saying data accuracy goes out the window whenever you don't even have the data to be able to do it um Mm -hmm. but in 2022 it's a lot easier because we rely a lot on our smartphones to be able to uh, navigate us around and to do different things so it's becoming easier but i would definitely say as far as what i do that would probably be my number one challenge is is just getting people to understand that Yes, you did it that way, but there is a way that can allow you to answer a lot more questions and to work a lot more efficiently. For sure. And, you know, once you get them kind of sold on like, okay, you can use this to collect data, then it's like, now look at everything else you can do in some of these apps. Like you have a map in front of you, you know, so do you find like a lot of these municipalities that you work with then take advantage of some of the additional capabilities in the app to kind of extend their GIS? Definitely. And um, so it's kind of a twofold thing. Um, Whenever I'm talking to the people that are actually out there in the field, um, it's easier for me to sell them on. I'm doing air quotes. Anyway, (laughs) sell them on uh, using an application like Survey123 or Field Maps or Quick Capture because that's what they do. Now, whenever it comes to their bosses or whenever they're going to go see a city council member or something like that, uh, where the richness comes is through the dashboards, through the hub sites, something that they mm-hmm. can see tangible. And I lead off with that. And they're like, oh, okay, I want that. I'm like, all right, now to get there, you got to start here. Yes. <laughs> you know, you got to have good data in so that way we can display good things out. So it kind of, it, it depends on who my audience is at the um, at any given time. Because we go and speak to a variety of different customers, and some people don't even know what GIS is still. Uh, yeah. So we have to start from okay, it's more than just a map. It's you know spatial and temporal data. If I want to sound smart, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I say those for whenever I want to sound smart. That's all that I got though. After that, it's you know plain talking. But no, um, that that's really kind of our challenge. It's just to get them to see okay, what do you do? All right, what you do specifically, that's what I'm going to cater to. Oh, you don't do anything. You're just making decisions. Okay, well, then this is where we need to use uh, an application to show you the data, show you uh, the value that you get out of having Esri, the Esri platform. Um, So, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I think that's interesting because we've talked on this podcast of kind of geography and these apps and Esri products as kind of being part of an ecosystem where you need mm-hmm. all those multiple parts, those multiple considerations kind of all happening at once. So it's not just the field side that you need to think of, but also the back end side or the after the field side that needs to be taken into consideration as well, especially when you're selling to people um, to stakeholders and to people who are also just actually working with these things. So it's interesting to think about it in that way as well. Yes. Holistically is the word that we use around here. We have to, exactly. we have to have a holistic approach or um, we're only doing half the job and then we won't get more money. So, And there's something to think about too, with those different levels of audiences around like accessibility. So we just kind of made the joke around like GIS terminology, but it can get pretty jargony. So it's like, if, mm-hmm. you know, and something that we think about when we're developing software is how can we like make this accessible to that non-GIS person who like doesn't know about this. And quite frankly, they don't need to know. Like if they're that person that's just trying to get their job done, like that's just extra information in the air. Like they just want to be able to like work efficiently, fill out this form and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So 
besides, I guess, considering the different people and the stakeholders within your team that you have to cater to, are there any other, I guess, considerations that you have in mind when you're preparing maps for the field um, or forms to use in the field? Yes. And uh, like I said, it just kind of depends on the audience because we don't do the same thing for each client. Um, but there are certain considerations as far as um, are you going to be going into a disconnected or a connected environment? That's a huge consideration for a lot of our clients, just because some of the information that they're collecting, um, you know, it, it, it's way out there off the grid. So um, being able to download uh, a map package for the area that they're going in is vital for uh, what we need to do. Um, and then other times it depends on the data that we're collecting. Um, so that's where we kind of take advantage of using the group. So we might collect a whole bunch of data sets about whatever it might be, but what we display to, let's just say a front facing hub site to the public might only be a fraction of that data. So um, really kind of being uh, cognizant of what data we're collecting and what is PII and um, what can be seen at the city level or the city council level or public facing. So it really, really depends on which use case you're talking about, but um, that's all a part of our analysis phase at the very beginning and seeing what they do, showing them what we can do. And then once we, once they see what we can do, then it's inevitable, inevitable. That they're gonna be like, well, can you do this too? And can you do that too? And can you <laughs> yeah. do this too? And I'm just like, sure, yes, all right, cool. Yeah, and that, you know, once you show someone that they're, that, that things can be created, then they start to unlock their creativity. Yes. And that's what I really love about Esri is that um, you're not locked into a box. It's almost really like a sandbox. And we get to kind of play around with these tools as we will uh, to be able to accomplish things that we were never able to with, um, you know, Excel and, and paper. There's nothing wrong with those applications, but it's just uh, we have a lot more richness with the Esri platform. Do you find, you know, when you're working with, these clients, you know, it, it it's almost like you teach them how to use the software and their eyes kind of open up. Do you see them then be able to just kind of go flourish on their own? Like it empowers them to go extend it or is it like pretty self-sustaining afterwards? Um, for the clients that I've had to deal with, mostly once we show them what uh, the software can do, they usually come back to us and ask, can it also do? Gotcha. So we don't really deal with a lot of clients that want to do it themselves. Um, they want to be able to use the applications themselves, but as far as the configuration of those applications, as of right now, we don't really have that many clients that uh, try to do that part, um, which I'm willing to teach them uh, what I know and, and see what they can come up with. But usually uh, that's why they're coming to us in the first place is they Definitely. hear about what we're able to do uh, for other clients and and then they start to get excited and say okay what else can we do with this yeah and uh which that's like the home run part of what i do here is whenever i'm explaining to them all the things that we're doing and then they'll sit and they'll talk to each other and be like well we can also use it for this and we can also use it for that and for this and for that and uh you know it starts to spark other conversations and it just allows me to create even more uh, applications for any given municipality. So I, I really enjoy that about my job. 
yeah that like just like piquing the curiosity of of folks yeah. and like oh well we're doing this now how can we take yeah. it further and I feel like Demaya we get a lot of that too at conferences like you see and in, in Dev Summit because it's like here's this product what we're currently working on oh but we need it for this like can can we also use this or can you incorporate this feature into the next release so it's always really right. cool for us to hear about too like how other folks want to continue using it in ways that we may not have thought of before exactly right. in ways that kind of surprise us and kind of spark inspiration in us too like oh this is how we can also like write about or make new workflows or scenarios that kind of cater to things that we didn't think about before definitely so within that from your use of incorporating I guess mobile apps in your job has your use of like mobile applications like field maps and survey one two three has it kind of provided you new insights into how you see or interact with GIS generally this is kind of an existential question but um, I'm wondering <laughs> if if in your work have been surprised by I don't know some of the workflows that your clients have come to you with or if your use of mobile apps has allowed you to kind of augment your view of like what GIS can do or how GIS can relate to other things. Before I answer that, I want to say that I'm going to steal the word existential. I like that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that word of the day. Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> or you. SAT I word. Appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate this that. This is an educational yeah. podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm definitely going to use that today. I got to talk to a client later on this afternoon. That word's getting used. We're going to get existential today. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, definitely. Uh, it's changed how I view it, which in turn, allows me to talk to other people and change how they view it. Because most of the people that we talk to, if they do have some understanding of what GIS is, all they understand is that it's maps. That's mm. it. So in uh, explaining to them how these are applications that are used for data collection, they stop looking at it as just maps and looking at it as um, the ability to enhance workflow. Like they, they, they frequently get away from even just thinking about maps entirely. Now I bring them back to it because I'm like, well, you need to know, especially, you know, where these things are, but they start to look at it as, wow, I can, you know, whether it's quick capture, I can push, you know, two buttons and that's this whole application. So they start looking at it more application based than just, it's just maps. So yeah. I think that that's from from my experience, from the clients I've talked to, most of them are, you know, kind of locked into the box of, okay, you make pretty maps. And it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, I, and, and where I really kind of get people uh, to wrap their head around it is I use Microsoft. I'm like, okay, are you familiar with Microsoft Office? They all nod their head, yes. And then I say, okay, imagine if I say Microsoft Office is just Word, just the ability to type words into Word. And they're like, well, there's Excel and there's PowerPoint. I'm like, yes, that's the same thing Ezra use. Yeah. Um, it allows you to connect all these things to be able to work together in concert, but it's based off of what you are trying to accomplish. So that's whenever the light bulb comes off. Um, and I mean, really, now that these applications are mature as they are with field field maps and survey one, two, three being, you know, light years ahead of whenever I started with it. Um, I, I start to look at it more about like, okay, how can I help workflows through these applications as opposed to just mapping? I love the Microsoft Office comparison. I'm definitely stealing that to explain to my relatives what I do. That was, because... that was a trade for the word. Exactly. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a trade for the word. Awesome. All right. I think David, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about today before we, we sign off? 
I mean, honestly, uh, well, one, I'd like to thank you all for allowing me to come and share what I do. Uh, I'm very passionate about what I do because I see the value in it. Um, and I know that you guys are probably going to talk to a lot of different people from different walks of life or different areas uh, that use GIS. Uh, but I definitely want to take a moment to explain like how important it is for just like the common person. Because Esri is yeah. this, you know, very big, you know, global entity. Uh, but um, we had an application that we built or a workflow, I should say, that we built for a city here that had uh, a storm that went through. And then they were trying to track where um, they were going to be able to pick up piles of debris. So we made a quick, uh, quick capture application to be able to quickly assess that. And then after that, they were able to see, okay, this is how big of a lift it's going to be through using dashboards. And then from there, they're able to make data-driven decisions as far as how many trucks we're going to need, the route that they need to go. Um, and then after that, we use Survey123 because field, field maps wasn't as, as illustrious as it is today. But anyway, we use Survey123 for them to be able to walk around and capture the trip tickets and, and the lift tickets um, from those. But I say, I, I give you that example to say that like as big as Esri is, like those are the use cases for what we use them for here in Oklahoma. Uh, that is vital. I mean, they were mm -hmm. able to submit and get reimbursement for this city that is, you know, not that big, but they were able to get it. Uh, it was either the first or one of the first in our state after that storm. So, um, wow. you know, the value in what, Esri is able to provide the value in what you all do is definitely seen at what I would feel like is ground level is where I'm at is ground level. Uh, but yeah, I, I just really enjoy um, being able to use the platform. Um, it definitely gives, gives me a sandbox to be able to cre be creative and to come up with new ways to solve problems, which is fun for me. So, but that's what I said. I, I just want to say thank you all for letting me, sit here and, and crack funnies and <laughs> stuff that I do. Well, thank you for being willing to come on. Yes. I think the work you do sounds amazing. And again, it's always great hearing people talk about how things as your application are being used for real events and, and really important things. So it's always great to hear. Totally. And I do, I, I was looking through your uh, engineering firm's website um, before we started and I found a quote that I really liked. And I think a lot of what you just said exemplifies it. Imagine a community that is sustainable, resilient, and prosperous. Let's achieve it together. And it's really awesome to hear your passion and how GIS fits into kind of that mission statement. It's It's been really, yeah. really awesome getting to know you and, and having you on the podcast. Well, I appreciate that. And that's that's the cool thing about these applications is that the learning curve is not is not huge, especially no. with stuff like, like I said, with uh, Quick Capture. I, I joke with them and they laugh every time, but I'm so serious. It's like, it's you literally just push the button, <laughs> like just push a button or whatnot. And uh, now that Field Maps is, um, you know, online looking looking great, uh, that's where we're using a lot of a lot of our future applications and current applications are centered around Field Maps because it's so easy for them to use, especially if they've been using Collector before. We have a few clients that were using Collector before. And, um, you know, they pick it up so quick. That's vital for someone like me 
that is having to explain to someone why they should even use these things whenever they're used to using pen and paper or some other application. So uh, the ease of use is actually, you know, one of the more vital things that I have to have uh, in explaining it to people. So yeah, that low barrier to entry definitely allows more people to come in and be able to use it. So it's definitely important. For sure. For sure. Because they don't know the GIS jargon. <laughs> I barely know the GIS <laughs> jargon. And I do this for a living. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, David, for joining us and talking with us on the Field Notes podcast. No problem. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Field Notes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Field Notes on your favorite podcast streaming platform and make sure to join us on the next episode.